Hello, everyone, and welcome to the third episode of the Seagulls team. Hopefully, you're enjoying everything they have to say, and you'll be continuing to join us in future episodes, too. So, are you guys running a fantasy football team at the moment? Oh, we do have a league. We definitely do. It's um, We started... I think this is the yeah, it's the first year we've done it as Seagulls. I'm, I'm going to actually have a look now. Hang on. Let's see who's oh, winning. Yeah. I was just get, I was just getting it off. <laughs> so there's 11 people, although one is someone's partner. Um, That's so, all right. But yeah, we're doing we're doing quite well. There's some good team names in there. Do you want to give us we, some examples? Uh, some of them are in jokes, but I mean, Holly's team is called Alison Wonderland. Me and Sophie are both. Uh, sorry, me and Holly are massive um, Liverpool fans. Uh, we've got Quarantine FC, Top of the Clops. Uh, foul throw FC, which is from one of our players that made quite a few foul throws in preseason. So it's a bit of a laugh. I think we're doing we're doing all right for points, but I don't know where we would stand in the country. But so yeah. be what's the... your name then, Justine? Mine is Top of the Clops. Ah. I'm currently third, uh, but there are people creeping up. Holly, you're doing all right, actually. Well, I've I've come back. I was like bottom for a long time, but I've, yeah. I got my brother involved. To be honest, I'm not gonna lie, I got some <laughs> The person at the top of the table is a sports journalist and works as a football analyst. So well, we would hope they be... were then. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, it's actually been quite good. Like, we don't actually often talk about our FPL table, do we? We should have a prize or do something, but it's it has been quite good. It's, it kind of forces you to watch way more football. I just wish there was a women's one. I think it'd be great because you yeah, can learn more yeah. about the, the women's players and stuff. There is there is a women's one. It's called like she. I can't remember, it's called she, she something like an Aussie and Aussie people make it, but it doesn't have like an app. You have to like, do it online and stuff. Like oh. it's not as like user friendly. But, so well, we've been watching happen. a lot of women's football as a as a group, haven't we? You know, in lockdown because we're because we can't go out and play, we have been um we've set up a little WhatsApp group for the WSL. So whenever somebody's watching a, a women's game, we we you know just post on the WhatsApp and like anybody else watching, and we try and analyse the games um together. So uh, I mean that's been that's been quite good fun. Be interesting to see how much that helps your team in the next season. Maybe. I hope so. Depends if we can play at that level, but I, I do think it has actually been really good because, for example, if you want to learn about a position, um, like Karen's been like, okay, watch this player, and we'll we'll talk to you about the things or the movement that they're making, and go, okay, how could you do that on a Sunday? No, not quite at the same level, not quite Demi Stokes yet, am I? But it's it's about finding women that you can almost go, these are the role models that we should be looking at because we we had a chat with the FA last night and we briefly touched upon the fact that the men's and women's games are, are quite different. So learning everything from the men's game doesn't always relate to, to what we're doing um so it's nice to know that we've got a manager that's really into watching the women's game and learning from it and she can always give us an example of someone to watch in a match that we might yeah. be able to take something from which i think is really really useful whether yeah. i can put it into practice or not is another thing but you know <laughs> i can try i mean my view has always been that if you can give somebody some real life examples of what you want them to do what you aspire them to do um then you know if they can see it um, then they can start to think about it and then they can start to, to sort of try and copy it to a certain extent. And particularly when you've got, you know, I mean, the, the seagulls are incredibly enthusiastic, but lacking in experience. And, and you know, in early stages of the season, that was really evident. It, it, it was just lacking that, you know, the match experience, you know, the time wasting in the last 10 minutes or let's let's allow a team to beat us in the last 10 minutes because we can't keep up with the ball. You know, that that match, the game management and, and, and you know, all that kind of uh, stuff that comes with experience. You, you know, you can watch it on the WSL every week. You can watch key players. You can watch certain um, patterns of play, because if you actually analyse football, it's it's. It's quite simple. There are there are patterns of movement and patterns of passing. Um, and actually, when you start to point them out to people, they become obvious and you can start to aspire to, you know, create some of those patterns. I mean, you know, it might just be, you know, once or twice in a game, we might have a brilliant passing move. Um, and for the other 88 minutes, we might be, you know, playing hot potato. But at least we're starting to to try things and see things and experiment with with things. And, and that's the only way you learn is to try new things. 
Um, and if they don't work, why didn't they work? If they do work, can we do it more often? So, you know, analyzing the games, I think, is, you know, lockdowns had had positives in as much as it's allowed us to sit and analyze games as a, as a group. And what will be interesting for me is those that have engaged with the um, chat and the match analysis, will they go onto the pitch when we get back and, and, and try and, and, and do some of those uh, moves or patterns? And will that be evident compared to those who've never sat and analysed a game? So that's that's interesting, you know, from my point of view. You know, I know who sits and watches and I know who sits and analyses and I know who doesn't do that. Am I going to see some kind of difference when we do get back together? I think we're going to be seeing you at the top of the league next season. <laughs> hopefully worse if you're doing that much if you're doing that much research uh, i think we're just quite we're quite a proactive group like our average age i think is a little bit older than some of the league teams um so i think i don't know we've, we've got quite a lot of people in the team that have got very different skills and very different experiences and you know like karen said we're a very new group to each other some of us have played social football with each other the other half of the squad we've never met them before july and we still have almost barely met them now we haven't been able to do any big social things you know anything like that but I think what's really nice is that as a group, we're just like, let's just do whatever we can to make our experience as positive as it can be, whether that is doing stuff in the community, whether that's delivering on the pitch, whether that's doing something that other clubs aren't doing. And we're just trying to sort of, I don't know, do things to make us happy and, and make us want to play. And, you know, if results come out of that, that's great. But I think we're, we're very much not results driven at the moment. And for a new club, I think that's quite important because you don't want we want to be able to retain players and if you get to the end of the season and everyone's just had an earful because we haven't won every weekend that's not enjoyable and um, we just want people to want to be there on a sunday when it's absolutely tipping it down on a muddy field in the middle of nowhere um you know we want people to enjoy that as, as part of the club experience i guess so a lot of us are maybe like new to brighton or like and like a lot of our friends come from the football group so we like want to make it as like a positive it's like a friendship group as much as it is like a football group as cringy as that is like we want to socialize and we want to hang out we want to have things to chat about and football is what we have in common um and i think like we are lucky in brighton to have like obviously like brighton and hove women lewis fc we have like some good women's team around us so why not kind of capitalize on that and like and talk about it like that is that's why we're all together because we like football so it's and there's more opportunities now to watch women's football so that's we're just like capitalizing on it i hope that one of the things that we we come out of lockdown having learned is a little bit more about each other because um it's a it's a new group um what we're doing is some activities in lockdown out ex outside of, of football you know we're doing some fitness stuff and you know we're, we're just we're, it actually leads to to you know some of the group chat leads to learning a little bit more about each other that's not something to do with football you know so sometimes on our group chat somebody will post that oh you know i went interrailing in eastern europe you know and somebody's oh well i went to germany so, it, so we're doing activities that are actually sparking people's memories and, and allowing them to reveal a little bit about themselves as people not as footballers so so and I, you know i'm great believe if you want to get something out of a team you need to have a certain amount of knowledge about the people that you're playing with um so it, you know we're, we're all learning a little bit about each other even during lockdown and, that, and, that, and that's important i mean you know we're not giving our great big secrets away but we are learning uh, you know about each other and that makes for better friendships and that and that makes for you know hopefully uh, more connection on the pitch okay long, one last final question who's gonna win the league oh uh, yeah i reckon chelsea. i'm gonna chelsea i'm gonna stick yeah. with chelsea oh karen uh, yeah i must admit chelsea oh. no chelsea is, is I do think oh. Arsenal have given it away. I don't think they're going to catch up. I think Man United and Man City yeah. are going to give it a good go. And I th I've been really, really impressed with how well United have done. But I just think Chelsea, mm. they've just got the extra edge. Although they did lose to Brighton. <laughs> I think they'll do well in the Champions League as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to Chelsea in the Champions yeah. League because they can put themselves well, against uh, top flight European teams. Um, because, you know, I mean, Chelsea and the WSL, uh, uh, personally, I think the only team that really are going to challenge is Man City. Um, particularly when they get some of their injuries.
injured players back. Um, but I wonder if Man City have left it a bit too late. I think Man United were good at the start, but they're on a bit of a downer. Um, so I think potentially, well, I think Chelsea will win with, with Man City second. Okay. Well, thank you very much for joining me today. I hope that Seagulls do get back on the pitch and we will see them playing again soon. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you for listening, everyone. And I hope you'll join us for the next podcast. Thank you. Bye.